Hey, guess what? There's a new podcast in town and you don't want to miss it. Four Calling Birds. Honest conversations that give us all a voice. Before we hit your airways with episode one, we thought it might be nice for you lot to meet us first. May I present Natalie Spence, singer and actress. Have a little read of my script. A little practice. Meredith Hepner Chapman, PR guru. Max, he's only been gone five minutes. Stephen Carter Bailey, Great British Bake Off Queen. I'll, I'll go first, because I, I, I have a penis, <laughs> obviously. And myself, Hayley Clapham, voiceover artist. Oh, <laughs> fuck off, dogs. You'll also be hearing from me, a resident bird, but also podcast agony uncle. So if you have any personal dilemmas, get in touch with the show. You never know, it might be solved with a good old-fashioned bake. But now, Jeremy the producer has prepared some questions for us. Right, Jeremy the producer has given us all questions to answer. Have you got yours? Got mine, yes. Yes. I've got mine, I've yep. got mine. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Go on then, Stephen, you go. If animals could talk... Which would be the rudest? Well, I know from experience that mm. a tiny little dachshund <laughs> would be the rudest little animal on the face of this planet. And I know two rather rude little dachshund dogs. <laughs> now, they might look cute and sweet and that they're all over Instagram at the moment as the dog to have. But first-hand experience tells me that they are very bitter, <laughs> very, very angry at something in the world and have no issues with letting you know that. <laughs> via dirty protest (laughs) if we're talking about rude in a sort of um slightly sexy way i think a hippopotamus would be the rudest yeah fat and sassy and i don't and i I think that's because the hippopotamus in madagascar is quite sassy isn't she she's quite sort of oh love my curves yeah. <laughs> but they do sort of fart and crap a lot, don't they, as well? well so I don't, don't know we how, I don't know how sexy that would be. I watched a video this afternoon of a hippopotamus eating an impala, so uh, oh. yeah. Oh. Oh. Sassy. Sassy. Sexy. <laughs> You've got that spot on there, Hayley. She's <laughs> come back sassier than ever. For the last 25 years, we've had the World Wide Web, and that's uh, anything, anything possible can be sexy. So if you are fat and crapping, you're sexy to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what's the next question? Well, that, that leads quite nicely into my question, actually. Okay, um, go for it. Sort of. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Um, <laughs> I think, you know, that classic thing of when you're putting on a jacket and you just cannot find the other armhole. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> and it's gone inside. Yeah, and it's gone the wrong way around. And then you spend, yeah. you spend about five minutes trying to figure out and then you have to take it off again, oh, put yeah. it in the right way around. It's like you're being released cool. from a straitjacket in, in sort of in reverse, isn't it? It's sort <laughs> yeah, of reverse. The struggle is real. Absolutely. I, I think that that face that you pull just before you're about to sneeze you know oh, like, like, oh, yeah. well, it's, yes. it's quite it's, it's the, the same, same face <laughs> same yeah. thing. do you remember well, that rumor at school that three sneezes equated to an orgasm no it's yes. an eighth of an orgasm oh. isn't it well, a sneeze is an eighth of an orgasm. <laughs> what orgasm? Well, my nanny used to sneeze sixteen times in a row. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> That's made me think Sex. of that. Pass me a life. tissue and give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say one of two things, and this applies obviously to everybody: uh, mm. applying makeup and having sex, but not mm. at the same time. Oh, I mean, no. That would be messy. Applying, what yeah, have you done more mis- of? <laughs> 
probably makeup, if I'm honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I grew up in a very rural location, all right? Um, applying makeup, because when you're doing... I, I, I mean, I've, been, I've done it myself, and I have, I have had an artist do it for me. And either way, you have to pull some ridiculous faces to get sort of yeah. right in the corner with the mm. mascara. Or, you know, if you want to get that beautiful lip line, you have to re- re- look ridiculous. But also, um, I, you know, I was, I was trying to explain uh, to somebody... I went give too much detail why porn was highly unrealistic because that is not what we look like when we have sex (laughs) Um, totally I think we should embrace the weirdness and how ridiculous we do look well yes and I think going on to how ridiculous we look having sex or or how uh, women in the shower is meant to be the epitome of sexless in the same way that uh, a a shitting crapping farting hippo uh, is not sexy. Shaving your bikini line in the shower is not sexy. <laughs> oh. And hoping your children don't come in and just open the curtain. The image of someone in the shower shaving, it's almost a weird... Now, I'm not a ballet dancer. I know I, I, I know you can't believe that. You're sort of on <laughs> tiptoes in a sort of semi-squat position. Well, I you're, can, you're I, at your I can, most vulnerable. Put it that way. Yeah, like, I, I, I can agree with you line. from from a male perspective. Oh yes, I can. I can, well, no, I can but no, because the undercarriage. Um, well, yeah, because we we have to examine our testicles. Like you know, women, uh, you know, inspect their breasts for lumps. We do the same with our testicles. And to get a good angle, you have to have. You have to be a bit limber. Um, and <laughs> what God is help the, me if anyone the, walked in? No, but for all the listeners out there who haven't uh, checked their testicles, um, what? What is the best position to check your testicles? Uh, well, it's great. To ha- it's ideal to have a ledge in the shower. Oh. Uh, yeah. Or, well, if you're in the bath, obviously, you just hang one leg out because you need to get a good sort of 90 degree angle. You need to uh, get a so good dangle on those bad boys. Yeah, exactly. If you've got, mm. your, if you've got your legs together, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't have a thigh gap. Uh, so I, really, I do have to sort of make space. Uh, but yeah, a good uh, a ledge or something to get your foot onto. A non-slippery surface uh, is ideal. Preferably. Ideally, because oh. you really don't want to lose balance. No, when, you don't. Well, when you're cupping. That's uh, I, I. I know. I've I've seen my husband, producer Jeremy, check his testicles, and I, I've not seen any leg ups or needing a ledge. So he's obviously doing yeah, but, it wrong. Well, I, I, maybe Jeremy's Stephen can show him. Yes, I'm <laughs> sure. I think that would be a lovely post podcast exercise, and we could talk no, about yes. it next week. Meredith, That's what right. is your what was your question? Well, t- talking talking of embarrassing parents, um, mine is what's the most embarrassing thing you've worn? Now, I would say to my children, it's everything every day. Growing mm. as I get older, to the point where I'll end up looking like a crazy lady from San Francisco with cats in a pram who thinks Mardi Gras every day. Mm. Um, most embarrassing thing I've ever worn. Do you know what? I haven't because I kind of that's my thing um, you own it I own I own what others may think is embarrassing you know I do I don't care if I go to the post office in pajama bottoms and a fur coat faux fur <laughs> I don't care I really don't care um so I don't find anything like that embarrassing I think when I was younger it was different things like hand-me-downs because I was a a private school that was paid for by my grandma, but I lived with my mum, who was a single mum. So I used to go to this very lavish school with all these children that had houses in Belgravia and then country country houses. And um, I always I always felt a bit um, 
Yeah, it wasn't at the fashion. It was more that I didn't have the new stuff, the latest gear. That was so. That was quite embarrassing. But that, I've got. I've taken a somber turn, haven't I? When we're all having a bit of a laugh. But um, embarrassing things. Yeah, I think my son would probably say I channeled Sarah Jessica Parker to Parents' Evening once in a tutu. Oh, I love wow. it. Yeah, a tutu and a, a faux fur coat. And Hugo died. Well, I think if you can't embarrass your children with the things yeah. that you wear, then why have you had children? Well, exactly. We're put on <laughs> earth to embarrass them. And it makes them learn humility. Which is a very important lesson. Yes, and humiliation is the best form of punishment. Absolutely. And it's always a good story at the end of the day. Always. I think one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever worn is every single school coat that I ever had. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I, think I, I think I unpicked so many um, of my school coat's linings when I was growing up. Like, sorry, mum, you're going to have to take it back. Oh, really? <laughs> like, you, you really... I hated it. Yeah, I would cry. Why? Cry. What was so terrible about the coats? Um, they were always quite bright, and um, I had this full-length... Um, bright royal blue puffer jacket which now I would wear with pride because it was great yeah I mean I would wear it now I wore here today (laughs) yes but I when I was 11 and it was um 1985 I just looked like (laughs) I looked hideous and I was so embarrassed I have to say my most embarrassed Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to jump in. The man's yeah, doing Stephen. it again. Just because you've got a penis, Stephen. Yeah, well, it's crying out because it wasn't being listened to. Uh. I have to say, my most embarrassing, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a, you know, a life lesson in here somewhere. My most embarrassing outfit was, as not as, a, as young as you'd think, wearing a football shirt in order to fit in. Uh, now, uh, this was obviously uh, long before <laughs> I came bursting out the closet looking for Mr. Tumnus. I, I did want to fit in. I was desperate to be part of the, the cool kids group. And I thought that meant uh, being something that I wasn't. Oh. And do you know what the worst thing? It was Charlton Athletic. <laughs> Oh, well, and, and the fabric that it's made from. I mean, I still itch to this day yeah. remembering it. I haven't <laughs> stopped sweating for the last 27 years as a result of it. It's funny that we've all uh, talked about um, memories from being a child in these embarrassing uh, outfits. Because mine, I was my, the first thing I thought of was when I was a child at a school disco. Is it? I was at PGL, I think. What was it? P- oh, Parents P- get lost. PGL. Yeah, yes. I was at. I was at one of those, and uh, there was the disco at the end of the week, and I had this white skirt. Um, it was a, it was kind of a mini skirt, and I put it on, and I was like, okay, this is. I just was really nervous and I ended up spending the whole of the disco at the side of the room covering my legs trying not to like be seen at all I was so embarrassed because it was short because it was short I think I didn't realize how short it was I just remember that feeling of what have I done oh I bet you look smashing though I did I can yeah I will I would have I would own it now but no I was I was a very shy however old I was see I probably should have been shy based on what I looked like, but funnily enough, wasn't. Because I looked <laughs> shy like Olive, is... Olive from On The Buses. Shy, <laughs> she really did. Shy is not a word that I would use with you. Right, it's my turn now yes. to, uh, for what's my your, question. What's your quesi? What set of items would you buy that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? Oh, oh. well, I think, I think it's quite Jeremy obvious, puts in my... So it's your sorry, it's your question. I'm so it's sorry, but I'm so Back scarred off. by this. It would be batteries, um, baby oil, and <laughs> maybe an aubergine oh, or a cucumber. Yeah, a cucumber. Something. A cucumber. Yeah. Mine would be the Daily Mail. 
<laughs> it depends where you're buying it. <laughs> and there's nothing alleged about that. <laughs> I have gone to I have gone to the supermarket, and this was specifically to make moussaka, and I had forgotten the aubergines. And I bought six aubergines, just six aubergines, and they were rolling down the the the, um, the conveyor belt to a rather. Um, I I'm going to be very presumptuous and say I think closeted young gentleman behind the counter who just went puce pink, and I didn't think anything of it. Of course, brilliant. Um, you, you know, I I I, be, I wasn't embarrassed. In fact, I I you know I'm that person who puts a banana in between two two clementines <laughs> down the till just to get a tackle out of the oh yeah the, the classic. Well, I'll do anything. For I had it to, to make buy uncomfortable. I had to buy aubergines today and actually said in a big loud voice to Amelia, we mustn't forget the aubergines, Stephen's coming. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Natalie? Um, Well, I I bought some Tesco underwear the other day. I think that's pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, it is, isn't it? And also tampons. M&S is closed. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, no, I don't find that embarrassing. (laughs) I always... Yeah, night pads. I mean, I don't use tampons. Tenor. Yeah, I mean, bad. I use night pads. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when I get them from the corner shop and it's like a young boy, it's like, oh, I feel like, my, sorry, you've got to touch these. But I'm hardened by this because I'm married to Jeremy, the prankster Chapman. And this was on our very, very, very first dates. His, I re- soon realised his, his thing, his little MO, his little USP uh, was to put things in my trolley whilst I was shopping unaware until I got to the checkout. And exactly that all the things that you fear and dread I have lived through so exactly Mm. that you know KY jelly uh, a marrow um, condoms but you know ribbed and extra safe (laughs) yes (laughs) isn't it sad though I I always remember working as a cashier and this is going back 20-25 years and I always felt really awful that these not just girls but women would come through with with sanitary products and be horrified that I would touch them and I really do hope that we're we're, we're past that now but yeah um, I have yeah obviously well buying lube and condoms quite frankly I mean I, I remember buying them once and I looked at this woman who looked at me judgingly and I looked back as if to say I would rather go through the pain of humility now yeah. Than the pain if I didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the joke's on you, love. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it is ridiculous. I mean, I, I have to say, I do quite like the, the idea of someone being intrigued by what I've got in my baskets. <laughs> I'd like to th- be thought of as a bit of a slut because I, I wasn't really. I've always had long-term relationships and two marriages. So I've sadly, contrary to popular belief, I've never been a bit of a slut. And I'd like to have had a slightly, you know, Gloria Steinem. What she went for jail to jail for? I wish I'd, you know, a hoe phase. That's for, yeah. What I, oh, yeah, I really wanted a, a hoe slutty phase. phase. Yeah, there's still time. There's still time, no, guys. Yes. <laughs> there's some the specialists. There's some specialist knocking. groups out there. <laughs> <laughs> they meet at the local toilets in the library car park. We, well, apparently, Tring is the where where we live is the capital of swinging, and and this is I mock ye not. The the area in the entire United Kingdom which has the most downloaded porn and that statistic changed the year Jeremy moved in. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we've actually got the date. You know, twenty twelve. 
Tring officially the most the place where the most porn is downloaded wow that's a thing who downloads it yeah (laughs) that's why i connect automatically to meredith's wi-fi so i get it all out of the way whilst i'm here that's not a bad statistic is it that you know that uh walthamstow where i live it's got um britain's most notorious dangerous street in it oh is it yeah i think it's not that bad i think it's made up actually well yeah it probably is it's a tabloid tabloid lie well, I mean, if you think Allegedly. about it, we we went to stay in Harlem uh, five years ago for a few weeks. And, you know, people were like, Harlem? Oh, my God. Harlem is just the best, most safe, wonderful. I felt safer in Harlem than I do walking home here. That's I studied in Glasgow. And when I before I moved, my parents were like, you've got to be careful. Be really careful. You don't want to get stabbed. Yeah. Um, mm. And I felt so safe. Um Glasgow's yeah. a wonderful city. It's brilliant. We've got some such friends up there. I yeah. love Glaswegians. They're amazing. They're such good fun. Such they're value. Not, they're not. They're not. I, I've never felt threatened by a Glaswegian, but I know who I'd want next to me in a fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I've My granny one. was a Ouija. She was soft, soft as a current band, yeah. but I, I would never cross <laughs> Oh, I have to say that's exactly the same for one of my besties. She's Glaswegian, the most softly spoken, articulate woman. Get a gin down her. Give her, give her something she doesn't agree with. She's out. It comes. I love it. You're oh, always going to have a good night. Panic. You're, you're always going to have a good night with Glaswegian as well. Yes. They, they know oh, yeah. how you to. Remember they it, know how Thanks for listening, and please subscribe to Full Calling Birds wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at for calling birds underscore podcast or on twitter birds underscore calling which is the weird twitter name that they gave us 